is in the house. What was the big deal? What was the big deal? They'd had church before. They'd heard a, they'd heard a religious man speak before. They, you know, people came through all the time with philosophies and ideas and New Age thinking. And, but what was stirring up all the excitement? What, was, what had generated so much attention that, 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 that now I, I'll be honest with you, now I like, I like having a full service, but I, I, I don't think I've ever been in one yet. I don't care how big the building that you couldn't get nobody else in the door. Now, we've had them stacked like cordwood, Bill. I mean, everywhere, but we can still get some more in. But the Bible says it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. Why was that such a big deal? Because you see, if you go read in chapter 1, you'll find out he'd done been there before. And if you, if you ever get into his presence, you can't wait till you get back there again. If you've ever been in the presence of someone who could take your, 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 your biggest need and meet it, take your, your biggest hurt and heal it, take, take the thing that makes you afraid the most and calm and put peace in your heart, you can't wait to get to meet him again. And the Bible says he had been there before and he was healing every disease. He was healing every problem, every situation that was brought to him. He healed it and he took care of people. Well, he went out of town and now he's back in town. And when he got back in town, word spread that that same one who fixed Joe's knee, that same one who fixed Sally's eyes, that same one who fixed Mary's leg, that same one who had healed and changed people, and, and, and listen, he fixed fevers and he fixed diseases, he's back again. So man, people began to flock to his house, and there were so many, I mean, they was jam-packed in the, in the room. And they went to getting their church on. The Bible says, and he preached the word unto them. So how many of y'all enjoy going to church? Now check this out. They was having church. They was in there having a big time. And then the Bible says these words right here. It says, and then they carried somebody to Jesus. Then came four people. Then came four people who, who, who carried a man sick of the palsy. He was crippled and he, he had issues and, and they brought him to Jesus. But there was only one problem. They couldn't get to him. The place was so filled, the, the house was so packed that they couldn't get to him. And, and, and so they went around the side, and, and usually most houses in that day, in that culture, they would, have, they would have steps going up to the roof where they would usually recline and, and basically chill out during the evening to the coolness of the night. They would, they would stay up there and, and use much of their uh, relaxation time up there. So they went up there, and they began to hack the roof away. They began to cut out the roof, and, and listen, they was not going to be denied. Nothing was going to stop them from getting this man to Jesus. And the Bible says as they begin to lower him down like a stretcher as we see, he's carried on the stretcher, and they begin to lower this stretcher. Now, I got to thinking about that. That's got to be a pretty good-sized hole in that roof. Are you all with me? This stretcher's coming down to where Jesus is, and the Bible said he saw the, the sick man. But that's not what he noticed. The Bible says when he saw them, when Jesus saw their faith, not the sick man, he had no faith. He had no choice, amen. They grabbed him and took him to Jesus. But the Bible says when he saw those four guys, he said, wow, 
Look at their faith. Man, I, 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 I couldn't, I, I've been reading this for two weeks and, 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 and it's really bad. It's really bad when God gives you a good message and you can't preach it for two weeks. I need a witness. Especially for me, because I can't stand it. I, I just, I just, I got, I, I got to tell somebody. And, and man, two weeks ago, I said, God, I, I just started a series. Why are you going to do this to me? I started one on the devil, and I had the two-part series. And God gave me this one right in between the two-part series. So I had to wait an extra week to preach it. And as I was reading this, there was a phrase that kept jumping out to my mind. I would read it over and over again. And, and I've, I've got outlines out of this chapter, and I've preached out of it before. When, when, it's, when Jesus is in the house, there'll be people in the house. When Jesus is in the house, there'll be preaching in the house. When Jesus is in the house, there'll be power in the house. When Jesus is in the house, there'll be praise in the house. Listen, I've got some good stuff on this chapter. But listen, that wasn't what was standing out to my mind. As I was reading, it looked like it was in big, bold letters. When Jesus saw their faith. Not when Jesus heard about their faith. When He saw their faith. You can ask anybody in Coleman County, just about everybody will tell you they're a Christian. But God knows that ain't the truth. I need a witness. Everybody in the world, you ask, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. But do we see it? How many of y'all know talk is cheap? Actions speak louder than words. Don't tell me you're a Christian. Show me you're a Christian. Jesus saw their faith. There was something about this situation that intrigued the Lord Jesus Christ. There was something about this situation that grabbed the attention of the Lord. And he stood out and said, man, look at their faith. That's what I want to be. That's what kind of church I want to pastor. That's the kind of people that I want to lead. That's the kind of people I want surrounding me. It's people that when Jesus sees them, he can see their faith. He can see their faith. Listen, the Bible says in the book of James, in chapter number 2, Even so faith, if it hath works or hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And this is what James said. I will show me, thee my faith by my works. You know what he's saying there? Talk is cheap. And the reason that the church is declining in America is because we got a, a bunch of talking Christians that are not walking to talk that they're talking. Can Jesus see your faith? Listen, there was four things that stood out to me in this story that, that, that made it possible for Jesus to see their faith. What did he see in these guys? I mean, when he looked at this story, what did he see in this story that caused him to say, wow, what faith? I'll tell you what, number one, he saw that they were caring. Say that with me. He saw that they were caring. Do you realize people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care? Listen, if we don't care about people, we're not going to make a difference. Do you know why they, they are going? Listen, yesterday, how many guys did you take, or how many people did you take with you down there to Birmingham yesterday? 34 people from Temple Baptist Church went down to Birmingham under the bridges to, to minister to the homeless. You know why? They care. Listen, all of our church got together during the tornado and we fed thousands and thousands and thousands of hot meals every... Listen, all throughout that situation. You know why? Because we care. Because we care. We've got to care about people. These guys cared about this man. You know what? I, I was reading that and, and we always say they were friends. But the Bible does not record the relationship between the four guys and the cripple. All it says is he was born of four. I don't know whether they was 
there was four of his brothers. I don't know if they were four cousins. I don't know if they were four friends. The only thing I do know about them four guys is that they cared about the man in the stretcher. Listen, there are hurting people all around this temple. They're hurting me. And if you're here for the very first time, you need to put it on pause for just a minute because I'm going to pastor for just a minute. Are y'all with me? This is not directed to you. If you're a first-time attender, we love and we care about you. But I'm talking to my people. I'm talking to the followers at Temple Baptist Church. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time we stand up and care about people. Jesus saw their faith because he saw that they cared. Listen, it was a burden. It was difficult. He was born of four. That word born means it was a difficult task just getting them to Jesus, much less going up to the roof and tearing the roof out. It was a difficult thing, but they cared. They cared. The Bible says, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Watch this verse. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. I wrote this down. To feel sorry for the needy is not the mark of a Christian. To help them is. Love, now watch this. Love talked about is easily turned down, but love demonstrated is irresistible. People are tired of hearing that the church loves them. They, they want to see it. Do you care? I want you, if you're here today, if you're here today, you say, preacher, I know somebody that's lost. I have a family member. I have acquaintance. I have a friend. I have somebody that I know that's lost without God. I want you to raise your hand real high. Raise it real high. Let me see it. Raise it real high. While I'm preaching right now, while I'm preaching right now, you have an I care card. How many of y'all care about them? Y'all care about them? They, they mean something to you? Raise your hand if you care. Come on, let me see it again. Let me see, Raise your hand. I want you to take that name and put it on. While I'm preaching, do it right now while I'm preaching. I want you to take that name and write it down on that card. I want you to take that name and write it down on that card. If you care, if you care, and that person means something to you, and you want to get them to Jesus, write it down on that card. And I'm going, I'm going to do something with them in just a moment. But we see Jesus saw that they cared. Number two, number two, Jesus saw that they were challenged. They were challenged. Here they are. They were all excited. The man is here. That man named Jesus who healed all the diseases, he is here. He is here, and now, here we go. We've got to take this man to Jesus. We've got to get it. Come on, man. Come on, man. We've got to get Sam over there. If we can get Sam to him, he can fix him. Oh, come on. And all of a sudden, they get to the house, and there are so many people you couldn't get by. Now, you know what? The majority of churches in America would have stopped right there. Well, they said we couldn't do it. Well, the zoning, you know, the zoning won't let us do it. Well, you know, the, 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 the chamber of commerce... No, 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 that, that didn't stop them. They said, we will not be denied. We came all this way to get this man to Jesus. Sam is going to see Jesus today. I need a witness. Boy, isn't that the kind of church we need? Those that will not be denied, those that will not back up. Check this out. Check this, this is what God showed me. This is amazing right here. You know what? Sometimes the biggest obstacle of getting people to Jesus is people. Did y'all get that? They came to him and there's too many people in the way. Do you realize there's people that's running around saying it can't be done? It can't be done. It's just too hard. Don't worry about it. Negative people. There's so many people around us today that's got, listen, they don't even have a positive post on their battery. I need a witness right there. Negative about everything. Listen, people that are not willing to adjust, people are not willing to change. I thank God I go to a church that you can have a traditional service, you can have a blended service, you can have, a, listen, a contemporary service all in the same day. Man, that's a church I like. Say amen. 
You know why that's happening? Because we care about people, and we know there's a challenge. We have run out of room. We don't have enough space. We don't have the money to build at this moment. So what we'll do, we'll spread it out, and we'll do whatever it takes to get people to Jesus. If i got to preach four times, I'm going to preach four times. Buy a case of Gatorade and rock on. Say amen. You know why? We care. And a challenge is not going to stop us. Don't let anything stop you from getting that person that you wrote down on that card from getting to them this week and praying that they will be in the service next week to hear about salvation. Church, give God praise and glory right there. Listen, I'm, I'm way out of time. Amen. But i got to give you these. Jesus saw that they cared. Jesus saw that they were challenged. Do you realize if they hadn't have been challenged, he would have never been able to see their faith? Check that out. It was because they were willing to tear a roof out and do something different and do what no other church would do. Go out of the box. Go, go, go something. Now, now think about this. This was wild and crazy. I mean, tear the man's roof out. Can you imagine the homeowner? Can you imagine these four guys? I'm sure they didn't say, hey, you mind if we do this? I'm sure the homeowner is in the church service. The homeowner's on the front row while the tiles begin to fall. They didn't care. They was willing to go out of the box and do something different to get people to Jesus. You know why God's got his hand on temple? You know why God's favor's in this place and God's presence was here? Because we're willing to go out of the box and do something nobody else will do to get people to Jesus. Church, say amen. What did Jesus see in these guys? They were, they were caring. They were challenged. But then I wrote this down. They were convinced. Bill, they were totally convinced. If they could get Sam to Jesus, he could fix him. You know what's wrong in America today? Church people don't have enough faith. Church people are running on fumes and not faith. We don't even have, we're not even convinced that God can solve our problems, much less somebody else. How do I know that? How hard have we tried to get somebody else to Jesus this week? These men did, was, would not stop for nothing. They would not be denied because they were totally convinced that if they could get this man down to that man on the floor, he could fix his problem. You know what we need? We need to get in our prayer closets. We need to get the dust off of our Bibles. We need to start praying. We've got a prayer meeting every single Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. I need everybody in this room to get in and start praying that God would touch your heart. God would give you the faith that you need so that nothing would stop us from bringing people to Jesus. We need an old-fashioned revival. I'm telling you, we need an old-fashioned Holy Ghost-filled revival that will give us the faith that we need to believe that God can, God will, God is able, and nothing is impossible to Him. How many of y'all have friends you want to see saved? How many of y'all care about them friends? Well, it's going to take faith. We've got to believe. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please Him. We must believe that He is. He is what? He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the bread of life for those that are hungry. He is the water of life for those who are thirsty. He is the resurrection for those that are dead in their trespasses and in sins. That's the God we serve. He can. He is able. He can meet any need there is. He can change any heart and any life. we just got to start believing even it again convinced they were convinced then they were committed we are in the deal 
no matter what. Nothing's going to stop us. How committed are you today? I tell you this, you're not going to be very committed till you get thoroughly convinced. I, had, I, t- I told y'all before, I had a, a, a kidney stone one time. Anybody ever had a kidney stone? How many of y'all have never had a kidney stone? Y'all are not even Christians. Because the Bible says Christians shall suffer persecution. And you have never suffered persecution until you've had a kidney stone. Amen. There is no pain in this world. I laid on that bed, and that, that nurse said, Sir, he says, I've, talked to, I've ministered to ladies, and I've ministered to men, and ladies said they would rather have a baby than have a kidney stone. I said, Ma'am, are you trying to help me? <laughs> nobody, had to, nobody had to talk me into going to the hospital. Nobody, whatsoever. Tammy did not get by my bed and say, Baby, let me please take you to the hospital. I got up out of bed, and she said, let me get the kids up, and I'll take you. I said, I'm going now. <laughs> I drove to the hospital looking through the steering wheel because I was all boated. Ah! But you know what? I was convinced if I got there, they could give me something good. Say amen. <laughs> Bill, I've never been drunk a day in my life. Never, never, never done anything like that. Never done anything like that. Dad killed me. He just beat to death. So I was scared to death to do anything like that. I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea what it felt like. But she gave me some stuff about that much in an IV, and it was wonderful. <laughs> I'm telling you, my wife sitting on the front row, but I'd have kissed her right on the mouth to get that again. Amen. I'm telling you what, it was amazing. <laughs> I was convinced that they could help me, and they did. Are we that convinced that if we get our friends to Jesus, Jesus can help them? We have family members that are addicted. We have family members that are broken. We have family members that are hurting. So why ain't we working hard to get them to Jesus? Why are we not committed? We're we're saints. We're, We're saved. We're supposed to have that faith. Don't tell me you have faith and don't put it to action. I want to be committed. I want to be convinced that no matter who I get to Jesus, I got somebody in my mind right now, and his name's going in this stretcher. And I'm praying all week, and I'm going to work all week. Bill, you know who it is, and you know I'm probably I'm thinking about. I'm going to pray God saves him. The question is, are you going to care enough to do something about it? How many of y'all, raise your hand if you, if you put a name on one of them cards. Raise your hand if you put a name on one of them cards. Here's what I want to do. I want, I want every head bowed. And Miss Sherry, if you'll find a place at this piano. I want every head bowed. And guys, I want you to do this. You can and you get your volunteers. The Bible says this, this man, this broke man, this crippled man was born of four. And I've, I've got some volunteers that's going to help me hold this stretcher.